What'd you do to your knee? Last note of the first song at a Stooges gig in Istre, France, July 10th, 2010. That's July 12th, 2010, I'm sorry. Okay, so that's that's not a new that's not a new thing. I was born with bad knees. I have surgery, big scars. This is a ligament tear, though, I, so it doesn't hurt. It just is weak. Anyway, thanks for your concern. <laughs> it is fucked, but it's better than slinging a cholestomy sack. That's know. true. I mean, you're Sorry, up. You're up uh, uh, perspective. You're, you're you're you know you're alive. You're touring. Something's that's what going I'm right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not complaining. Yeah. You're the one who asked about it, though. I know, I know. Okay. I just, I, you know, want to make sure you're doing all right. You, you look a little, a little tired. I mean, this has been like what 53 cities in 53 days. No, it's only 37. We got 16 more. Okay, it'll eventually be that, but it's not that now. I mean, yeah, I, I'm a little tired. It was very frustrating with the parking and you know this construction here, but we got it together. Yeah, I don't see that as a burden. I see it as an opportunity. I love playing with... I mean, the main reason you want to talk with me is El Sonio de Mayanayo, yeah. huh? I love playing with uh, Fratello Andrea, Fratello Stay. They're beautiful guys. They're the ones that got this thing rolling. I mean, I'm partial to trios. I like... Uh, well, I got an organ-based drum one, but most of them are guitar-based drum. But there's many different things you can do with that. And you can transcend things like 21-year age difference <laughs> in different countries... Uh, different, I don't know. Direct. They're they're more from the avant garde. Although I have some, not making avant garde, but listen, I'm big uh, fan of. Uh, I don't know, from as a kid, like uh, Carl Schulze, mm-hmm. Klaus Schulze. I mean, the guy from Tangerine Dream, and uh, you're a beef art fan. Is he avant garde? I think yeah, so. Okay. He's, he's he's not Seems in the mainstream. Like a lot of blues. Well, he 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 goes pretty far out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, sings like Helen Wolf. <laughs> but you were never. I mean, you know, you were never. Uh, you were never in, in the mainstream, really. At least not in the, the Minutemen. You were kind of out there as far as the punk scene. No, was concerned. avant-garde to me is uh, kind of. Uh, boom. It doesn't mean out of Main Street for me. Yeah, I think it did in its time, because. Yeah, there was uh, classical, contemporary music. To me, I think the avant-garde nowadays is the kind of thing where you don't use as much uh, beats, mm. and uh, you're more improvised and freeform. Yeah, something like some uh, man from this town would call uh, maybe what John Zorn is doing. Uh huh. I mean, it's terrible to put any kind of labels on music. I think. It really destroys the idea of music. And it uh, kind of brings... Uh, that's the drummer man there. It kind of brings uh, some uh, you can come really back. small-minded uh, world for music to exist in. When it should be, uh, I'm thinking, more expansive than that. But I can understand it from a marketing man's <laughs> point of view. It's probably easier. And from a, a young person's point of view, there's a lot of peer pressure. And... From the person not so young, uh, they probably think they've seen it all and know it all. Mm. I mean, all us humans are fraught with kind of things. Yeah. So I have kind of an idealistic approach. I only say avant-garde because I'm thinking of me coming more from a little Richard, Jerry Lewis thing. 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, but I could do waltzes <laughs> and the jazz waltz. Yeah. The 7 and the 5 and the 9, 11s, yeah, they're harder. They, yeah. Yeah. 
they are hard, and I can learn from these guys, and it's not a bad thing. Uh, really, what it's about is people, though, and their uh, personalities for me. I don't really go by uh, uh, virtuosity or lack of. Domo, this yard. But you play with uh, really talented people. Yeah, I don't usually play with big names in my mm-hmm. bands. So, so I got a band with uh, Longshoremen. I got... Yeah, yeah, two Italian guys that nobody's heard of, and that, you know probably why people want to talk to me. Uh, Tom Watson, Raul Morales. Yeah, Tom came from a band from the SST scene that me and D Boom put out the first three albums. Raul was from this Pedro scene that developed it with hardcore, and I didn't was even aware of. I was torn so much, and mm. you know I put that band together expressly for the third opera, but. Uh, I've never given an audition for people. You know, a lot of times the way I meet people is by accident. And if I like the personality, I believe if you practice enough, you can get it together. You can't change personality. So mm. if it's if it's a bad thing like that, no matter how uh, virtuoso they are. Also, part of the politics of this instrument is, to, you know, it's just the way bass guitar is. It, you look good making the other people look good. Okay, so I'm not saying, uh, you know, whatever. I'm got my hand up anybody's ass and doing hand puppet. Mm-hmm. But the, the idea of the bass is to be glue and to put it together. The closest note on the stage to me is the kick drum. I know it's got strings like a guitar, but it's actually closer to the drummer. Okay, so that's the guy you come in tight with. And then you got to set the guitar man up, too. You know, it's like being glue, you know, and nothing to stick to and being just a puddle, right? So if you think I play with good people, maybe there's something into it. Uh, yeah, me uh, learning as a boy with D. Boone. Yeah. And uh, this idea I have about the bass being kind of an enabler, nurturer. I don't try to really be fake lead guitar. I mean, there's some parts where I do solos. Uh, actually, I, you know, I was telling you before on the mic, I only write about 30% of the songs. Mm. And especially in the case of the drum man, uh, Andrea Belfi, he uh, he writes the whole fucking song in a MIDI format and plays, and he's all stiff and retarded, but we got an idea of what he has. Mm-hmm. And he has bass lines built in that yeah. are, are, are uh, melodies, featured melodies. That's the way he's hearing it. Uh, he writes the bass man, lines for uh, you? Stefano, uh, yeah, there's some, there's somewhere yeah. you'll you'll see you'll you'll see these parts. Uh, I don't know if you know what his songs are, but I to me they're very apparent. But you'll hear these part, parts with the bass where the band backs down and the bass has mm. a strong melody line. It's not a typical bass part. The guitar man Stefano Polia, he uh, his style's more like he, he plays your licks and sees how you react to them, and then he'll put a structure around mm. that. Me, the way I compose is all on the bass especially with these guys I don't even try to imagine their parts because I want my bass uh, to be like a uh, springboard a launching pad so like like you know this comes from my experience with Nels Klein and mm. D. Boone I never had to teach D. Boone a song I just played yeah. and uh, you know they reacted to it and stuff uh, you know the ones with my name in it like Second Man Missing Man yeah I'm asking these guys to take directions 125 months with the Stooges yeah I wasn't given direction there definitely 
has taken it. But this is collaboration. Yeah. And we also have those different ways of... Uh, the, huh? Those songs were there already. In, no, in the they case wrote of new ones. Yeah. Weirdness. Yeah. And uh, Live... Ready to Die. Yeah. Both those albums, no old songs. They're all written and then me brought aboard. But I'm not given the direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was there to help. It was, and, yeah, and play the older tunes too. Yeah, for the gigs. Yeah. But the point was, I'm not given direction. Yeah. And the other point with the opera bands is, I am given the mm-hmm. direction. In this band, I'm not given the direction either, except in the sense of a collaboration. Mm-hmm. So, if I give them the bass line, there's some direction there. But see, I keep it open ended. I don't want the tune realized. Of course. Uh, for tell Andrea, yeah, he's got it realized in his mind. But he's loose. He knows. Uh, I don't know. They're, they're very open-hearted, genuine guys. They're not too precious. But like I said, I go by personalities. Yeah. There's something about you know. I come from punk. Old punk is about people. I think <laughs> new punk is about people too. I think a lot of shits about people. <laughs> but there's some parts of people are like Mr. Zappa, right? These guys are not good enough to yeah, play yeah, my yeah, music. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really come from that school. You're not dictatorial. I don't know if it's dictatorial. It's like he has an image yeah. in his mind. Yeah. Oh, the way he runs his band? Well, I was, I'm not talking about that so much. I'm talking about, at the end of the day, what they want done. Mm-hmm. He knows what he wants it to sound like before it's on record. And are, are you good enough to play it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where even though that, tell Andre, he's, this is, he gives us the demos. Uh, he's still uh, open-minded enough to and the same thing with my third opera in a way okay I can't play the drums so I did yeah I, I, I did do the whole thing on D. Boone's guitar and Tom Watson the only there's a, one solo in the second part that's his he did the whole fucking palsy shit less palsy because he's a guitarist I know shit D. Boone did but for the drums I had to make sounds with my mouth while I was teaching Tom and I wanted it kind of in Raul I wanted to challenge Raul but I didn't yeah. want to make it so it sound like fucked up and lame you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, like retarded. Yeah. So I'm more given that way. Uh, I, I use Mr. Zapp. I didn't mean to like pick on him or something. No, but I, he I was, re- he's I well known for... I remember reading in yeah. interviews, these guys are not good enough. Yeah, he kicks people out of the band a lot. Right, for not yeah. being that good enough. And I've never done that. Yeah. There was uh, times where there was personality things, especially when I tried the two drummer thing and they didn't like each other. That was terrible. Well, I'm going to say, is, is, is that something that goes all the way all the way back from the beginning? I mean, you must have had some people experiences. People jumped out of a tree. That was total accident. A lot of the way I meet people is accident. Then once yeah. the connection is made, then I work really hard at it. But I mean, as far as this realization that you... That the personality is more important than than the play. Oh, yeah, come on! I'm, I'm not, you, know, you must have been in a couple of va- bands, and no, no, I was no. with D Boone. Yeah, I'm not really a musician. I got into music music B with D Boone. This guy yeah. lived his car. Roy Mendes Lopez showed us how to copy off records, hmm. but he also built into his ethics like practice and shit like this. But again, it, it, he was incredible virtuoso, virtuoso, uh, self taught, yeah. made his own instruments and shit like this. Yeah. But he he was also like kind of a true believer of hippie things. It wasn't just show, and uh, like he had ethic thing, and I think that rubbed off on us, uh, big time. It made us minute men. I mean, we came from sixties anyway as boys, yeah. though we couldn't articulate it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the old days are the old days, and they are what made me now. But. Uh, 
you know, Fonzie Potsy. I mean, <laughs> no, this is Andrea Stefano. <laughs> And very interesting guys, great cooks. Well, you you said you, you know no, you they said cook you cook like motherfuckers. Yeah, and it ain't that overdone stuff over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real way. Italian. Yeah. Well, I know about more real. It's just what's going on. <laughs> well, over it's there. real, real Italian. I mean, it's, it's it got from Italy. When it came over yeah, here, right. But but you said you said you you met them. But life is about change. Life yeah. is about mixing. Yeah. It's not about pure breeds. Yeah. Get the pure breeds with dogs. All the problems they got. Nature don't do. <laughs> Oh, the acorn never falls falls far from the tree. Bullshit. The acorn or the oak tree wants that acorn to get ate by a squirrel and shit way far away, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think things are for getting all mixed up and stuff. It's hard to understand. Yeah. But you know what? In the end of the day, it looks like a good flannel. There's a lot of different threads to make up. Is that why you keep picking different people to play with? Is to I sound different? These guys. Or is this why you keep collaborating okay, with different people? I picked people? Raul and Tom. Yeah. I picked Jer and Pizza for second minute. I had some bands that only toured, never did record. It's mm-hmm. like Player Pliers and uh, John and Terry show. I did not pick the Stooges. <laughs> I didn't pick D. Boone. Some situations, like yeah. I said, just happen on me. But if I like them, if they yeah. seem like, whoa, this is the way to go, then I work hard on them. Pick, pick might have been the wrong word, but I just mean in oh, terms okay. of like of, of doing different like said, projects over the years. Artist. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Collaborating. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then that's a product of these technologies. I can... Mm. In my pad, uh, uh, trade files and shit. I just made a couple albums this summer. Yeah, you know, couple. without leaving the pad. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, one was done in Brooklyn. Yeah. He sent me all the stuff that the engineer man came to the gig last night. It's called Hidden Rifles. I came here in the summer to three days to do an album with Nels Klein, and Greg uh, from Deerhoof, and mm. Nick uh, from Terramelos. Yeah, I wrote him eight songs on the bass. Nels brought one, and Greg brought one. It's called Big Wall. Big Walnuts, Yonders. I, I like this collaboration thing. Petty Bone taught me about uh, Coltrane and uh, Bebop. And yeah. They were a lot about doing that. But they were doing it in the same room. I mean, this is a different experience, right? It's, well, it's, this was in the same room. Okay. Big but, Walnuts, Yonder. But Hidden Rifles wasn't. I yeah. Was, I was in, yeah. I'm just wondering, like, because you did a little, this a little bit, I, I think, like, I read somewhere that you, you sent the vocals. Yeah. First album. Um, oh, yeah. There's Spiel on yeah. the second one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Second one's almost only us three. No, I, it is only us three. And almost all of it done in that barn in December. Mm. But I'm just, I, I'm, I'm wondering like how, if you enjoy that experience, or because you seem like somebody who really needs to be in the same room as people to play no. with them. No, no, no. I think I need a lot of different situations. Yeah, yeah. You know, even scary things like session. You got to <laughs> learn the song, come up with a part right in front of everybody. Yeah. I had to do that to this lady who said, won a game show, man. She was very cool people, but man, it's a passion. Wait, I, I want I to hear that story. Well, just being a session man. It's, yeah. It's a kind of, I, I'm glad I don't have to do it a lot, but I think it's important I do it sometimes. But what is the game show it's story? Of, just what it was. You know, and the producer asked me to come in. Okay. I, I knew him. He, he's the one who brought me in. But the varied situations are important. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Because you get, you know, you end up with like, I Love Lucy reruns, you know. It's okay, mayonnaise or pizzas, but it's same fucking thing. You, you know, Ricky asking you to explain. And, okay, at the end of the day, you're going to get Mike Watt based, but by putting yeah. me in different situations, I do learn more about the yeah. motherfucker. But, uh, for example, like Yig, he's made me an incredible better bass player. And, dude, don't even, you know, he's not a bass man. How so? In fact, he's not. He's no, but how, how has he made you a better baseball player? Well, because he's a big picture man. The thing about being too close to your machine, mm. you don't get any perspective. Yeah. You know? Why, why, do, why do the orchestras with all them good playing motherfuckers need a conductor? Mm. I saw it happen once. <laughs> it was, in fact, 
uh, Pierre Belay, something I think Zappa worked with the guy, right? Yellow Shark or something. Mm-hmm. Well, he was doing fucking Bartok Magical Mandarin. And I, they were all good, but it was all kind of... And then when they gave in to yeah. him and he pulled them together, it was intense. I don't think it was dictatorial. I think, like, it was Skull. You know Skull? Skull? Yeah, at the fucking rowboats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. One guy's got the megaphone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get, doing the runners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like total dictator. That's just his gig for that. Yeah. Life's about taking turns. He's not all. whipping him. No, but I mean, it's just his role. Some, <laughs> yeah. They all got, for one thing, you use their legs, they have to go backwards. So he's the one guy looking forward. Yeah. It's, it, it, Life's about taking turns. Yeah. You can't learn everything being the boss. Yeah. And then you get all kinds of fucking complexes always being beat down. Was it was it hard for you to, to, to be the boss to do solo stuff, you know, after you'd been uh, totally. working with D-Boon? Totally. Totally, yeah. With well, Ebon was not boss. That was yeah. You know, but you weren't you weren't calling together. the shots. I mean, you uh, you know after I was that not calling the yeah. shots. But after that, you you know you went out. You did some solo Fire stuff. Hose. I called a lot of the shots, <laughs> Fire Hose, but so what? Edward brought in a lot of yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I called a lot of the shots, but I didn't really tell Edward what to play. Mm. No, I kind of like the bad shots. That was a weird point for me, man. I lost Dee Boone. Yeah. Edward and Georgie helped me in a very hard time in my life. That was... I can't even think about those days. They were so fucking hard. But after that, yeah, the ball hog, what you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, if the bass player knew the song, maybe anybody played guitar and drums. And I thought the bass was not more important, but it was key. And they, I think one of the new places bass is going to explore. It's not the last thing. It's good. It's using composition. Mm. You know, Mingus always wrote on the fucking piano. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to. And I think it, with a guy like Nels Klein, they love it because it leaves so much open stuff. Some dudes, they bum on it, man. Why don't you write on the kick drum with cymbals? Other dudes, they like it, the lack of harmonic content. Well, Iggy, Iggy was a drummer, right, in the early days. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It taught Scotty how to play drums. Yeah. Was that did that uh, did that influence the way he he, he is he's as a band a leader? Music man, he's, he's yeah. a culture man. He's an incredible man. Very his work ethic's very strong. He's helped me a lot. So these so these guys, you you met you met sort of by happenstance, right? I mean, you met the one guy they put in the boat with us while I was doing yeah. second opera. Really. Yeah. Then he got offered for a, th- a festival. He knew this other man on drums from Verona. He's from Bologna. Actually, Genoa, they live in Bologna. And they said, come on. So I came over, and let's do a few gigs. Okay, we're going to do a few gigs. Let's make it out. Yeah. And I really like them as people. They, they and invited, their music is, They invited you over to be in a band with them, specifically? No, there no. was a festival. Yeah. And I said, one festival, why would we do a, a few? And you'll, like six, five or yeah. six, it turned out. And I said, if we're going to get this material up, why not record it? And then I liked it so much, let's do a, an album now. Well, we toured it. I like playing with these guys. Let's do a second album. They're more organic. But really, they're the ones who got the ball rolling. That's why, in a way, I, you could, I wish you could talk with them, because the Osonio de Marinaio story isn't just why. Yeah. But I play my heart out for them. And uh, just like I would for Tom and Raul or Ig or Pete. You'll see tonight. I think Cian's believe it. Yeah. Are you going to be here for the show? You're yeah, on the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. And maybe you'll want to talk to them after the gig. Yeah, yeah, if they're around, yeah. No, they will be. They'll okay. be packing up the shit. I got to be out here you know, with the slinging the shit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do the thing with a boss. 
but maybe you should, you should talk to them after the gig because you really will see what I'm talking about. I didn't mean to come off so. No, 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 I, no. I, I get it, man. The whole tour. Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. thinks it's my. One dude in I think Santa Cruz called it my new backup band, and you will see that yeah. it's nothing like that. Yeah. But I really, really appreciate the chance to get to tell you about these yeah. things. What is it? What you know? What what clicked? I mean, you know, you said it was personality yeah. first. It was getting to know these yeah. guys, but what? What made you realize that you wanted to actually record now with these dudes? Oh, well, at, at middle age, it's like you record every chance you can because you don't know when the last one. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, look, in the old days, me and D. Boone records were like flyers to get people to gigs. We didn't even think about the future. Mm. I think a little more about it now. Yeah. Almost died, right? The second opera is about me, and that was only 40 fucking two. Yeah. I had way more work to do. That's 14 years later. Yeah, yo, know, we're going to get work on this stuff. Why not record? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not as uh, what a cavalier. No, was it cavalier? We just was so. Look, you understand? We came from arena rock. Yeah. So it was really intense. The gig experience about playing in clubs. It was like fuck. This is way different. It's better than records. Better. Everything's a flyer to get thing to get people to gigs. That was bizarre thinking. I know. But in a way, it was like shooting back to vaudeville. Like when farmers didn't have TV or radio, yeah. the only thing they knew was the dudes working the towns. Yeah. And we were really blown by the. It's hard. It, it, look, it even started with the hardcore guys in the early 80s. They had no arena rock to react to because the punk was their first music. We were kind of reactionary. Minutemen are in a weird place. That, that, that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Know, the 70s punk, they're from glam and glitter and just don't like an arena rock. Yeah. But the, the club thing died. Stooges guys told me 60s when England came over with the bands what they called the invasion and then all these garage bands and yeah. clubs well by, by the 70s that all went away punk was just you know, somebody once told me the only thing new is you finding out about it and for us it was finding out about it yeah but then the idea of like T. Boone's gone if I want to hear him play I, can, I gotta remember a gig Thank God he made some records. Double Nickels last month is 30 years Yeah, old. yeah, yeah. When We've you... never thought of it as being like something that when you look uh-huh. at the past. Hmm. Somebody to get people at the gig. Every yeah. six months we did them. Well, there's still a little bit of that, but also there's this thing, dude, I want to be buried at sea. Okay, but any tombstones are going to be these fucking things. And so that, there was that too. I do try to record a lot uh, album situations. The... Uh, uh, a leash uh, recording something for the YouTube. Those are kind of bunk. <laughs> yeah, you know. So maybe you go to the studio. Yeah, and, you know. They say that's the number one source of music now. YouTube. YouTube yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy, that sounds great. Because <laughs> you know, they're following the leash. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, people recording live. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like. Oh. Yeah. When 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 you say you know when you said you sort of you you have still got like a lot of work to do you still got a lot of stuff well, you want to put up but yeah because it's the only thing like yeah. Rashid Ali when he was saying man why, why did Coltrane practice so much the dude was already so good yeah I'll tell you why because he probably worked something out that led to other possibilities yeah he had to chase that down and you never have do you, you, know, do, you do practice after gigs. Yeah. Do, well, do you do you have do you have like a lot of th- th- ideas in your head that you feel like you need to work through right now, or are these things that are just coming up as you're going along? Big time. You, yeah. Also, the collaboration. Yeah. Remember on bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not all man alone shit. Uh, 
me and Petra is going to work on music for a libretto for it's not my fourth opera it's a, but it's an opera yeah um, the 30 year dose album been in a band 30 years 30 years Damn, yeah well it's one year this month yeah she's going to record and produce it this collection of work songs for my second man I'm going to do something I never tried before I always my tunes were always to serve the title of the tune I'm going to try to make songs people can whistle at work all work songs is going to be called Pick It Up, Put It Over There. It's with my second man. They're both longshoremen. They're San Pedro. We're going to record in Pedro. D-Boom would love that. So those are my immediate missions. I got one more tour with the third yeah. opera. The places in Europe I ain't played. The middle, like Poland, Germany, Czech, Slovak, Scandinavia. They put that baby to bed. There was a project I did just totally by jamming and using it for samples and then trading files called Cuz, C-U-Z, with a guy from England. Uh-huh. You know, my first gig I went to, me and D-Boom, was T-Rex. So I always wanted to make a record with the England guy, and I finally <laughs> did. So I'm going to do some gigs with him yeah. in April, two weeks ago. So yeah, these kind of things, you put your mind to something, and then you want to do them. So yeah, there's a lot of possibilities. I don't need five strings, even. I don't need four dudes in the band, even. There's more room in the boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I limit things in order to make more things possible, in my mm. case. I'm not trying to speak for other dudes. You mean like like three guys in the band versus having a larger band? Yeah. Remember we had Econo. <laughs> that I, was a, just a slogan. <laughs> I thought about you, man. They, they, I, you know they're discontinuing the Econoline band? They're not Dude, making the anymore? the last one went off June 14th. Yeah. I know all about it. 53 years. Yeah. Now they're going to be these tall transits. I don't know about them rolling across the country. Wind blow them over hard to park. Is it is it uh, is, is it is it harder? Is it easier for you to tour nowadays? To to actually get out in the van and you know you're doing this like fifty two fifty three day tour. Yeah, but come on. What about working in coal mine? I mean, yeah. keep in perspective. Yeah. Like I said, I try to look at the O word opportunity, not B word burden. What happens when the tour gets going? If you live it day by day, sun rises, you take it to the town. Look at this. I was in Brooklyn. I didn't even have to drive. I was just yeah. going to get in the boat just do loops. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, come on. Keep perspective. You do the sound check, then you do the gig, sunsets, the whiskey gets drunk. Mm-hmm. You know? It's okay. And I get to play with these beautiful guys. Yeah. And and I, get, I think people get, well, for one thing, they get to see Europeans that are, I think people think everyone comes from England that does music. A lot do, and there's bad guys. I love them. Mm-hmm. But there's some other cats, too. Yeah. And uh, they get to see them. And then they get to see our land. So they, they got the same problem, all just images. They're, they're tripping out, man. So on the West Coast, the Northwest, the Rockies, the Plains, the Midwest, down the Northeast. They're... This is their first time touring the States. And how many times have I done Europe? Finally, I reciprocate. Yeah. I've never brought dudes over. I, is, their, is their perspective to- totally different than anybody you've worked with in terms of their history? Talk with them. I can't be speaking for right. there. Well, I for think me, so, though. Yeah. I, I, look, here. Yeah. At least this is why I do the fucking tour diaries, MikeWatt.com, yeah. right? First-hand experiences. You know? Yeah. They're getting first-hand experiences. Yeah. Maybe some more screwed up, but at least they're fucking first-hand. And that's what touring a Ford B&D Boone and blew us away. So if I can pass that down. You know, I owe a lot of debt to the movement. This movement that... Lawford, you know, it'd be just me, D and Boone in the bedroom. 
doing the Queens. You couldn't even tell what the fucking bass parts were. That's why I wore flannel. I thought if I wore the singer's shirts, he'd still like me. <laughs> yeah, my, my thing is a weird thing. <laughs> if you look at my uh, thing in music. But it, it does require a lot of work. Walt Whitman, he never left that fucking yeah. poem alone. Book of Poems. But you, but and I always liked the first part better. But I yeah, I mean that's on, tinkering it with tinkering yeah. it. See, I'd rather instead of tinkering. No offense to Mr. Whitman, but <laughs> I'm glad I get these opportunities where I get to actually these guys can yeah. take me places. You get to and you get to write new Look poems. How young people are, man. We didn't even know anybody 21 years older, let alone play with them. Yeah. First time I saw that was Pettibone bringing me to see Elvin Jones and Art Blakey and these guys. Yeah, they played with young guys, Max yeah. Roach. I, you never saw because rock and roll was oriented. Yeah. Then they looked out with Rolling Stones. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's shameful. There's nothing wrong with young people. I think young people these days are more open-minded than ever. Sure. Not the 70s kids, man. We were narcissists. Yeah. Fucking. Nothing's perfect, of course, but well, it's, it's kind of neat. It's kind of neat. And instead of tinkering with the Minutemen thing, I kind of did a little bit with the third opera. Yeah. But. I wrote about a middle-aged punk rocker. Indeed, we were never done that in those days. We didn't even know what they were. Yeah. Well, they weren't around in those no, days. No, they weren't. <laughs> but I was. I made it. I yeah. didn't die. So I, that's what, because I really wanted to do that music again when I heard it for the We Jammy Kano thing. Yeah. I said, man, I want to play that again. You know, I yeah. got the idea from Wire. It wasn't even our idea, but I, I like that no filler shit. Yeah. But I didn't want to do a Fonzie Potsy thing. You yeah. Know? So... Oh, I'll make the libretto about fucking middle age. But it's interesting though, because like you're, you know, you I, I know the Stooges did record those those tuner records, but they were going out and playing the old stuff. Yeah, but the big difference mm. was like those guys at the two weeks of Pharaoh's gigs with their tour shirts. So there's nobody the Stooges ages out there. It's all young people. Yeah. They want to know where the punk came from. Yeah, but they're, that's very rare. Yeah, most oldies acts have the oldie audience. I see. Stooges did. They had these young people. Because look, you, you put on fucking Funhouse, it sounds like it was recorded next week. It yeah. doesn't sound 1970. You put on Grand Funk, it sounds like... Well, the... the Stooges fucking doesn't sound old. The, but the Minutemen yeah. stuff held up pretty well, too, because that was... Because it wasn't really like... It, it didn't feel... Minutemen. Yeah. Well, thank you for putting I, Minutemen in the same thing I, I th- No, because, you know, I think it's no, like the Stooges the, in the, that, the like... The thing I brought up Minutemen yeah. was because the little songs was the wire Yeah, 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 the, the short songs. But yeah. no, but I'm just saying from the standpoint of, like, a re- reason why, like, Grand Funk, like, why a lot of that stuff doesn't hold up is because, you know, it was, like, the production of the time. It was it was people trying to sound like what the music sounded like at the time. And the Minutemen were, like, for, I don't know, as far as I'm concerned, from, like, outer space, you know, when you put them up <laughs> oh, against a lot of hard stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Remember, we're Par- not hardcore. Yeah. What happens is those seventies guys burn out. Yeah. And they don't go to the gigs, and we're only playing for yeah. the young kids. But we're actually schooled by another place. Yeah. Perubu pop group. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I found out I met the singer. They were teenagers. Really. And they, they're what's their big idea? You put beef heart with Parliament. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why not? <laughs> That's what punk was. It wasn't a style of music. It was a state of mind. Do whatever the fuck you need to find your own voice. Yeah. But, I don't think that's irrelevant these days. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's but it's funny that you say that. But like you know, still like a lot of those hardcore bands. I mean, at least in retrospect, sound they were, similar. Yeah, they were young kids, though. Yeah, and also a lot of testosterone, and they're getting picked on in school. Yeah. So there was a lot of social pressures. Mm-hmm. Like two guys coming out of the bedroom and go letting the freak flag fly. We didn't have those pressures. Yeah. The fact that it, anarchy, right? No coercion. Yeah. You just yeah. go for it. Yeah. The fall. I mean, we're listening to these whack bands. Yeah. Nobody's sounding the like British each bands. Other. Yeah. yeah, and even but U.S. nervous gender. Sure, 
the first band to sell out the whiskey, the Screamers didn't even have a guitar. I mean, it was pretty wild. Yeah. No mercy, right? It's just a drummer and a lady singer. But I guess First of all, anything you get suicide. Yeah. What, what the fuck? But, it, you know, it got changed. But you can't blame them kids because they were under sure. a different dynamic. Well, I guess. I guess what I'm getting and what, what I'm asking is is um, you know why 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 did it never never really interest you in doing like a full return to. I mean, you, you you touched on them a little bit, but why didn't it interest you in doing a full return to playing those? I mean, obviously, like, D. Boone's not around anymore. Yeah, but yeah show him respect. And Georgie's still around. I yeah. got fucking shit all over him, yeah. too. Come on. But I used a little bit. I wrote yeah, yeah, yeah. all D. Boone's guitar, but I, I, that's too shameless. Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, for me. Yeah. I'd rather take chances with some guys from Italy. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about the shed. Tell me, tell me about that recording. Like you literally, you guys literally recorded in the shed. Well, no barn. The barn and the farmhouse we stayed yeah. next to. Yeah. What, how did that? How did that recording dance. scenario come about? Yeah, yeah, it was happening. Yeah, uh, I never left. They cooked every chow for me. Yeah, it was it was intense. Uh, I, I'd never done something like that before. Was there something appealing in the idea of just like being yeah. not being able to leave? Yeah. I could have probably asked him, but I didn't want it. Yeah, because I, I never done that before. Yeah, uh, it was trippy. Also, man, no prac. We live in different countries. Drummer man lives in Berlin now. Yeah. So, man, we had to like develop each song, to spend the whole day getting it together. Yeah. How long was that recorded in? Eight days. Eight days. And we did twelve songs. Two songs was on the record. Songs in day, eight days. Uh, single. Yeah. And you're, you're happy with how it turned out? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I always hear my clams. I yeah, I could do things better. Yeah, read the diaries. <laughs> it's hand wringing up the ass, <laughs> but it helps me focus and try to. I'm, I'm not a perfectionist. Well, this is this is like this is one of the um, arguments I hear against like against Pro Tools computer recording is the. Um, how much it lets you tweak with everything. How much it lets you sit there yeah, and make everything, everything sound perfect. It. At the end of the day, it sounds coming out speaking. Yeah. However they got there. But I'm saying... However they got there, I don't care. Yeah, no, no, but I'm saying... Like, if I, I like it, I like it. If I don't like it, I don't like yeah, it. I, I might change my mind. And I might know nothing about... It's sort of like eating sausage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope the FDA is doing their yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Lips and assholes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, I'm not, I'm not that purist about that. No, no, but no, I'm, I, what I'm saying about Pro Tools though is... Remember the Cuz Project? That yeah, total project. No, but I, what I'm saying is like I think that that because you were saying earlier that that you need kind of you need limitations a little bit, and I think I think what recording in eight days afforded you was the ability. Well, limitations like and not a lot of guys in the band. Yeah, but this is this is similar, <laughs> right? I mean, it's versus like 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 recording well, in eight days versus similar. versus sitting in front of a computer and fiddling with knobs for weeks on end. I think the first album was done that way. And I like that one. You did okay. Yeah, they took that one a couple of years to do. Really? They added guests and, yeah. and bass solo I flew in from home. Yeah. And uh, I like that one. You don't have any, any preference as I'm long not as it into sounds that good. Kind of, I, I think that's, uh, you get uh, uh, dogmatic. Yeah. And all of a sudden, reality has to fit your... Yeah. At the end of the day, the reality to me is sound coming out of yeah. earbuds or something. <laughs> but pillow speaker, I don't... But and however they arrived at that point. Do you... Do you, you hear... Uh, Right, going on by slide, it's all fuzzy. Mm-hmm. The motherfucker overdubbed and recorded so many times that you start to magnetize the yeah. tape. Yeah. They used to cut razor blade on twenty four. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know why does a dog lick his balls? Because <laughs> he can, right? Uh-huh. Humans 
So I ain't going to get into yeah. that. To me, it's too much limit on freedom. Yeah. Freedom. I hate using that word. But uh, whatever. Uh, 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 Non-coercion. <laughs> do, do you like... Um I mean, do you like your music to be challenging? Like the, when, the, what you listen to? Do you do you like to? Uh, I mean, do you like stuff that you don't necessarily like the I first hate time? In my you... mind, yeah. where I don't let the band just play. I, my mm. mind has to start putting it in a box. Who's that sound like? Mm. I'm better though than when I was younger, but I'm fighting this uh, fascist trend that's always been, especially watching bands. Yeah, my mind would not let them just play. Yeah, it's like you motherfucker, give them a shot. Weird. Some maybe conditioning. Maybe I can blame it on others. <laughs> well, <Pass the buck. laughs> influence isn't always a bad thing, though. Like no, I, you but know. not letting a band live in its own time. Yeah, come on. There's only 26 letters in the alphabet. Yeah, a few thousand words. You yeah. can still write a very original novel. Sure. They sure. use that word can. Yeah, but that other dude did too. But you're—I mean—you're—you're you're somebody who's always been influenced by people, and you've been very—and you've been very open about it. I mean, a lot you, of them you know, are not musical. They're yeah, painters or writers. Yeah. See how hard it will rip off their licks. <laughs> but are you? Um, but but you, but were you ever worried about sounding too much like somebody? Yeah, that's why I like being influenced by painters and writers. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the main guy for bass, James Jamerson. Hmm. Hmm. Just he's the big daddy. Yeah. He's the big daddy. Yeah. But everybody, some guys just start because of our instrument. The more notes you play, the little you get. So it's always a search for the right notes. Hmm. And a guy just start with a simple bass line. It can be bad. How are you influenced by a painting? Pettibone. Because it's just a, it's a form of expression yeah. that ain't licks. <laughs> and I try to get into that. I do get into it. He's inspired me more. Deboom was a painter, too. Mm-hmm. And writers, because mm. whatever I read, no matter when it was written, no matter what's about, it's about me. <laughs> it's so weird about literature; I can't yeah. believe it. When all yeah. of a sudden, you're in this. You see yourself and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, like how how literal is that? You know, are, are, are you literally like you look at a, you look like a Pettibone piece. You like you want to sit down and write a song around it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just being around him. He's big, big influence on me. Yeah. Thematically. Just everything teaches me a lot. His mind is incredible. Yeah, go to horse races. You go to horse talk. races. Yeah, he knows all the trainers, all the jockeys, all the lineage of the. the yeah, only bet two dollars. Just being around him, man. And then he, it's the thing like Ulysses, where everything's connected. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's one day in life between a man. And yeah, his yeah, wife, yeah, 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 right? yeah. And this other guy, this young guy, yeah. whose theory is he's Hamlet's son. Shakespeare was. Hamlet's father. Yeah. And uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Mulligan Bunny. You mm-hmm. believe that? Yeah. No. Oh. Oh, okay. You know, if you want to get reductionist about shit, yeah, it's. Well, it's hard to get reductionist it, about Joyce, but. <laughs> or anything, really. Yeah. That's but, the point. Yeah. But in the other way, maybe you have to, like when it comes down to humanity. Hmm. How inhumane we can do, like my third opera, you know? Yeah. Middle age is about reconciling many things, but some things can't reconcile. Inhumanity, we do to each other. Yeah. It's just like, wow. Fucked up. So, Walt Whitman, right? Them 12 yeah. poems, he's going to try to stop the Civil War. He thought dudes were going to whip this shit out mm. at lunchtime, you know, on the farm, in the factory, you know. And hey, yeah, let's keep the country together. He had to put it out himself, DIY, 1855. How do you anything's new? 
But see, we're all born different. See, I'm pointing at a thumbprint. Mm-hmm. At the same time, yeah. so much common ground. Yeah. That's the damn duality. That's what art's for. That's what that fabric. It's a non-way to get us together without some fucking boot on our throat. You know, each other's boot taking turns. That, that, it's interesting that you bring up the Whitman example, though. I mean, did you ever feel like... Do you think music can genuinely change things? Can change people? Can change politics? I'm Minuteman. Fuck. How do you mean? What do you think them songs were about? <laughs> no, that's what they're one about. Time we but... played "Come to Atlanta." Yeah, and we because summer tour, our first yeah. big one, and we cut our hair off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the guy asked if we were Nazis. <laughs> I mean, listen to the song. Yeah. But it's one thing. It's one thing writing a song about something. It's another thing thinking no, that that no, song is no. Men, what D. Boone called it, thinking out loud. Yeah. They weren't just songs. Yeah. If you would meet us, <laughs> you know. <laughs> in fact, all those punk dudes were like that. We met in Hollywood. They mm. were bizarre. Yeah, they were thinking out loud. They were all. They were really deep in the music. Yeah. They were insane. I mean, fake names and wild clothes. And yeah. You could tell they couldn't fit in anything, but they were not stupid. Yeah. A lot of them weren't. A lot of them were intense, intense cats. And they told us, you know, yeah, we believe in what you said. Yeah. I, I tried to get you to answer your own question. You did believe. Yeah. You, uh, do, you still, do you still pay attention to politics? You have to. It's yeah. power. Uh, right? It's on a lot of levels. Yeah. There's politics on the street when people are driving. They just get, you know, they've got, that's what Gulliver's Travels mm. is about, you know, the constructs. Mm-hmm. You think it's only in this little arena. Yeah. It's all over. It's the way we deal with each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I believe, my, my, my position on it. Yeah, you get too social, you just talk about shit, nothing gets done. Sometimes you got to get in the thermos bottle. That's why I always stayed in Pedro. But, you know, I was at the march on Labor Day. Yeah. I'm the... Local 47 AFM. Uh, I come from working class, but that doesn't mean I want uh, other people eliminated. It's been tried. It didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. You know, it's, uh, it's yeah. too inhumane. Uh, somehow we got to keep it together and be tolerant. But at the end of the day, you got to divide it up. Federalism, you know, dilute with factions, mm. checks and balances, maybe something's that. So I want to I back up a second. Want, it'll get boring, see? <laughs> I get into it. It's not just slogans. Yeah. I, I need shit that really works. Yeah. I, I wonder My mom went door to door for uh, JFK. Yeah. And Mr. McGovern. My pop voted Nixon twice. Mm. Regan the first time, but not the second time. He's going to go protest uh, Oliver North. Mm. I didn't say anything. I mean, yeah. I just saw this man evolving. He was a military guy, right? 20 years of chief. Yeah. He thought... He's, he's, Kind of graduate high school, okay? He goes, Look, man, the Constitution, you gotta believe, or it's a game. They're simple people, working people, you know, born in a coal town that don't even exist. Ran out, the company closed it. Uh, but uh, no one picks where they're born. Yeah. Somebody once told me, It's not where you're from, it's where you're at. Yeah. And it could get a little boring because it's about compromise and uh, inconvenient truths. And, uh, Emma Goldman, but, but I want Emma I'm, Goldman, Raymond Pettibone. Uh, these people—they're important in my life. Yeah. Joe Hill, Joe Hill lived, was in Pedro a little while. Yeah, we had a wobbly hall. The Klan marched on it. 
Huh. My great-grandfather was a Klansman in Arkansas. It's fucked up. You like that shit? Yeah. He was drawing Coltrane when he was in the Navy. That's why he did his first record. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I know everybody thinks it's prison, but that's how he took <laughs> it. It does look shot. like a mugshot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in his sailor suit, yeah. U.S. Navy. I wanted to talk, because you, you, you mentioned this re- real briefly. I'm not quite sure what you meant when you said that's what kept you and Pedro. Thurman's ball. Yeah. Sometimes if you're too close, you're just talking, nobody gets anything done. Yeah. Sometimes you got to, you're talking the shed. Wood yeah. Shed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to That's that. your woodshed? Pedro's your woodshed? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, people think that Pedro's a town full of people like me. Yeah. You know, I'm really from Virginia. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's closer to Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> and Arkansas. <laughs> I finally went there six or seven years. Earl, Arkansas. Yeah. About that shit. Hmm. But you, but you drive you got down a hand, right? The bad knees. You yeah. started off with the kind of thing, circumstance. Yeah. So when you got a chance to play with guys and compose. Wow, you're finally in charge of something. We could pick what notes we're going to use. Yeah. <laughs> but you drive around, you find out, you find out. I mean, you got to find out that people are the same all over, right? Is that that's a big lesson, right? <laughs> you it's go to weather. Arkansas. It's weather. It's weather. You know, it was from Arkansas. It's fucking gossip. Mm-hmm. Beth. Mm-hmm. She can sing. Yeah. I think she lives in Olympia or Portland. Portland. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Johnny Cash was arguing. In fact, this is the area he was from. Yeah. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Okay. I mean, you know, it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. Yeah. Somebody told me. You know. Yeah. You don't pick that stuff. You don't pick your family. I heard that's your real test. Too. Yeah. You can get along Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> you pick your friends. <laughs> There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mike Watt of uh, obviously of the Minutemen, of Firehose, um, of the, the, the sort of the, the second generation of, of the Stooges, filling in bass on them. Um, so many legendary projects. Super cool dude. Very very exciting having him on the show. Um, you know, obviously I I love and respect everybody that we have on our whale, but um, it's not all that often that we have uh, a guest on the show that I I, I feel. Uh, genuinely comfortable saying is, is, is an honest to God uh, hero of mine so uh, really really amazing speaking speaking to Mike um, it was sort of uh, the, the setup for the interview was, was a, a little interesting um, just to kind of explain I guess a little bit of, the, of, of what you just heard um, so I, I met uh, I, I met Mike at the at the Mercury Lounge. Uh, his band, um, Il Sonio de Mariano. That's the only time I'm going to try to pronounce this. By the way, in, in, in the course of, of this outro, because I, I my Italian is is, is well, it's, it's it's totally non-existent. But um, they were playing the Mercury Lounge, so uh, I was going to meet up with Mike at the uh, at the venue before that. And then there was a little bit of a mix-up, and I was you know frantically calling. Um, PR people, things like that, and finally I got a note that I was supposed to meet Mike at the uh, the boat. Which, for those of you who know any of his uh, his Pedro speak, know that uh, that that is the uh, the big white Econoline van. So kind of exciting. I was I was actually pretty psyched to go uh, and find the van and, and speak to him because. If you've seen We, we Jam Econo, um, the entirety of his interviews for that, that for the Minutemen movie, is actually just him like sitting in the driver's seat of the car, uh, explaining the history of the band, among many, many, many other things. So, um, really excited to to go and talk to him there. But uh, again, there was a mix-up. So I'm walking out the front of the the venue, and I see him walking towards me. A um, little bit of a limp because he had, had screwed up his knee a little bit. Uh, we ended up going into 
um, back into the Mercury Lounge and, and did the interview in this like little um, kind of an awkward nook. Um, it's just sort of like right off the side of the uh, the, the 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 main uh, the main venue area where where people store all their instruments. So we were sitting in this little little area with a, a couple school stools doing doing the interview. Uh, Mike was. I, I would say a little exhausted, you know. They they've been touring, and you know he's not um, he's not a, a spring chicken, as it as the saying goes. Uh, and also, it's it's Mike Watt, so it, like it, it takes a little while for you to kind of to tune into that very very specific Mike Mike Watt fre- frequency. So apologize if I um, if it took me a little while uh, at the top of the interview, but I suspect that if it took me a little while at the top of the interview, that it took you guys a little while as well. But I think by by the end, we were really uh, firing firing in all cylinders there um absolute pleasure speaking with him um and he's working on this this really cool project right now um he's got a second second album out by them it's him and a uh, he's in a trio it's him and and two young dudes for, from italy um and he was like very very insistent that, that i that i speak with him um a he was super surprised that all these people just wanted to speak to him he didn't really he, didn't, he couldn't really, he couldn't really grasp that, which I, I thought was uh, terrific. Um, and, and B was very insistent I speak with them. Unfortunately, uh, had to, to drop before the end of the night and, and went to another commitment, so wasn't able to do that. But um, hopefully, hopefully, you got enough context from this interview. And obviously, if you uh, are a fan of Mike, what he does, you're going to want to check that out. Um, as with everything he does, it's you know, it's 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 a very fascinating and, and uniquely individual in its own right, and worth. Uh, therefore worth checking out and and of course if 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 and when he comes to your town um absolutely go see him in the band live uh so thank you so much to to to, to mike for for taking the time before the show to do that um uh thanks to brian as always for editing this thing together thanks everybody at the boing boing podcast network if you like this show there's a lot of other fantastic shows over at the boing boing podcast network you can uh, check them out over over at boingboing.net. You can check them out over iTunes. And while you're at iTunes, you should take the the, uh, the opportunity to to rate the show if you liked what you heard. And I assume that you liked what you heard, um, or at least are tolerant of what you heard if you're listening this far into things. Um, and uh, you can send us some feedback. We've got an email address. It's riylcast at gmail.com. Um, we've uh, got a Tumblr. That's also riylcast. That one's .tumblr.com. Uh, that's the, the the first and the best place to to check out uh, to to check out the show. You'll get it there before you get it anywhere else. Um, so many so many good shows lined up. I can't wait to bring you the next one. Uh, I will uh, we'll we'll be back. We'll be back this week. Next week we'll be back next week. We're we're here right now. We'll be back next week with another episode of Ryle. <laughs>